baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one of those stories to share, you can send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. With me, Scott Hunt from Jack Hunt Gold and Silver. And Jack Hunt Gold and Silver, long been a Western New York prime purveyor of precious metals, and we'll definitely get into that in a bit. But I've learned about a whole another area that most people aren't aware of, perhaps, Scott, and that's getting top value for items received in an inheritance. Yes, uh, we, in addition to selling gold and silver bullion to local investors at a retail level, uh, we are also a purchaser of estates, uh, valuables from estates, uh, gold, silver, coin collections, uh, hollowware, flatware, um, sterling, uh, any kind of material like that uh, has value. And uh, we uh, have specialized for years in liquidating it and have only really uh, recently uh, realized that uh, uh, we need to get the word out more on that, that uh, people maybe locally aren't as aware of, of some of the other services that we provide. And how would you go about determining the value of something, say, as uh, dissimilar as gold, silver, or other precious metals? I'm, I'm assuming there's, uh, there are markets, of course, for gold and silver. I'm aware of that. But are there something similar for the metals? Uh, it, it, it really all depends on the item. Uh, certain, let's look at sterling, uh, hollowware, flatware. Uh, certain sets, certain patterns have a collector value that far exceed their silver value. And uh, for, like any industry, there are uh, guides online uh, printed that we can use to research the value of different things. Um, uh, I always relay to people that a, a quick way that any individual could sort out what something might be worth is to go on eBay and look at completed auctions. But they have to bear in mind when they do that, that that is a retail sale. And as a retail sale, that individual has to make a profit. So whatever that sold for the completed auction, the individual that is selling it probably bought it for 50 or 60% of the value of that because they got to make a living. And other things that uh, would be maybe a little bit more difficult to figure value on would be things like coins, because certainly there's the material that they're made out of, but also the age and then the condition of the coin has a lot to do yep, with it. Yep, and, and that is we specialize in numismatics. That is a, a term that's uh, how collector coins are referred to as. And uh, certainly we have uh, members of our staff collectively with over 50 years of experience in evaluating uh, the value of coins, not only for their gold and silver value, but for their collector value. Uh, looking at the coin and s sitting there saying, all right, well, this has got a little nick here, a little scratch there, and that is going to reduce the value of the, or, or it could be a coin that is pristine. Um, and, and therefore, its value as a collectible far exceeds its precious metals value if it is a coin with gold or silver in it. And when you're talking about uh, taking over estates and figuring out 
uh, how much certain items cost, other things like entertainment, entertainment memorabilia that people might not associate with you guys or things that you uh, deal with, sports collectibles, autographs, that sort of thing. Again, it's just expertise that's developed over many years of experience in evaluating. We have a member of our staff, Doug Trinder, who, who specializes in sports collectibles and autographs, and he's a, a great resource for us and a great resource for our clients. And is there a difference in uh, something that's signed to us, uh, say, hey, thanks very much, respectfully yours, Dave, or just the signature of an athlete, let's say, if we're just sticking to sports memorabilia? That is a great question. If you have an item that's autographed, that's made out to an individual, its value is far less than if it's just made out. So if it's uh, Gilbert Perot, okay, and you have a hockey stick from 1970 with Gilbert's name on it, autograph, that's a, you know, a fairly very, a valuable item. Now you take that hockey stick and say, Gilbert per- uh, good luck, Scott, Gilbert Perot. You've cut a lot of value out of that autograph. Now, of course, I've, I've been asked this before. There are some exceptions. Uh, let's say, for instance, that that uh, it was a Pat LaFontaine autograph hockey stick made out to Patrick Kane when he was a little kid going to Sabres games in Buffalo. You better believe that item now has a certain amount of notoriety that that actually that scenario, it's going to be worth more. In fact, there's a funny story. There is a hockey card from the early 90s, Sylvain Turgeon, that was worth about a dollar until someone realized that Pat Kane is a seven or eight-year-old was sitting against the glass right behind him in the shot. The card's worth $70 now. Wow, that is a, a prime example, I would say. Now, does it matter the material that something is signed on, say a, a pennant versus a piece of paper? And then what about authentication, too? Because that, is that much more value added when you actually have the authentication? Uh, certainly authentication. There are authentication services, and that is only going to help somebody's cause in terms uh, – because it takes one step out of the process for us, too. I mean, if it's a reputable service – and there are two or three that are out there, we're going to be able to bid on that item with even more confidence uh, than uh, if it weren't authenticated. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we have an expert on staff who has spent half of his life collecting autographs, and uh, we would go to him as our primary resource, and he would be able to authenticate uh, anything that we had any question about. Right, so pennant versus paper. Was, is there a difference uh, I, there? I, I, Quite frankly, uh, it's interesting you bring up pennants because in all my years, I have them myself from when I was a little kid. I have Sabres autograph pennants. I've never seen an autograph pennant come through our office, though. I've seen numerous autographed photographs, most recent of which that I thought was really neat is uh, a Winston Churchill came through our facility, which was really, really cool. Um, uh, but, uh, no, I, I, I can't really speak cause I just haven't ever seen one, but I, I don't think it would make any difference. It, it really depends on just who it is and whether it's made out to somebody or not. I mean, certainly a Sabres pennant from the seventies autographed by three members of the French connection, I, I I'm going to imagine it's going to have some value. 
Yeah, absolutely. Enough value to me that I don't think I'd want to sell it. To be well, honest same, with you, same same here. I'm still looking. Uh, I'm still looking for my. Uh, I, I have a a Gilbert hockey stick, a Rick Martin hockey stick. So I, I'm I'm looking for a Rennie Robert to collect, uh, to to uh, complete my collection. Yeah. I wouldn't part with it. Those will go with me to my grave. And then my parent, and then my kids will have to figure out how to liquidate it. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking with Scott Hunt with Jack Hunt Gold and Silver on Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, we've we've talked about this uh, this aspect, and we haven't even talked about the uh, the gold and silver part yet. And I want to hold on to that because how long is it that you've been doing the, this kind of work? People just kind of don't know that that's what you do. Maybe I'd like to describe it as is. Not enough people know. People know, but not enough people know. And uh, we have been in business since 1969. My father started the business. Uh, he was originally a coin collector. And uh, our whole foray into precious metals was just, an, over time, became a natural extension of that. And when you have several heirs that you have to deal with all at once collectively with these individual pieces of memorabilia or gold, silver, precious metals, what have you, how do you go about sharing all that from the estate equitably? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, actually, is if we can get uh, all of the uh, parties together and ascertain who wants to keep material, who wants to sell material, also ascertain what material individuals want to keep, we can value everything out so that two of the individuals, say if there's three, two of the individuals, if they want checks, we can give them checks. And if the third individual wants some of the remaining material, we can give them, uh, they can keep the material. Now, do you work with the state attorneys, executors, individual heirs, or is the answer D, all of the above? It is is certainly all of the above. Uh, but I will say that uh, in the last couple of years, we've been hearing more and more from estate attorneys, uh, uh, estate and trust attorneys, uh, executors of estates, uh, trust professionals. So it's it's a combination. But we, we also still get a lot of families that will come in and you'll have uh, three, four siblings will come in at once and we, we, they can come to our office. We have a... a, 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 a uh, a, a comfortable room that they can sit down with, and we can go through the whole process with them while they observe, if that's what they want to do. Now, it's in the name, Jack Hunt Gold and Silver. So when it comes to gold, silver, and precious metals, is there a distinction between the three that potential investors should know about? Between gold, silver, n- n- not necessarily uh, at all. Uh, actually, uh, the only distinction is, is is we have found over the years that there tends to be uh, uh, a distinct difference between who invests in silver and who invests in gold. Um, we do have some individuals who invest in both, but there are others uh, that, uh, l- let's just say silver. Silver one-ounce silver coins, much more denominable than one-ounce gold coins because you're dealing with a, with a coin that's worth 16 in the current market, $16, $17 versus a coin that's worth twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. So uh, you know that is where we see a distinct difference. Uh, but uh, you know the mind, the general mindset of precious metals investors is not much difference between those two groups. And when it comes to investments, uh, using those as an investment uh, as opposed to maybe the stock market, 
What percentage of the investment should be in precious metals and things like that, do you think? Well, uh, I have to be careful in answering that question because everyone needs to uh, you know, speak to a trained uh, financial advisor to, to get the right advice on that, uh, depending upon an individual circumstances. I will say typically what we have found from our customers in the conversations we've had from them that uh, it can vary typically between 5 and 20% uh, of investable assets. It's interesting, the word investment with precious metals is, I find that the overwhelming percentage of our customers consider wealth insurance. It's a hedge against all their other investments. It's the item that they buy because A, it's tangible, it's not a, not a piece of paper. Uh, they can hold it, they can physically store it somewhere. And throughout history, precious metals have tended to work completely counter-cyclical to economies. So let's say 2008, 2009. Well, initially, gold and silver took a dive just like all other investments. But by 2010, silver and gold skyrocketed. And if you had just a small percentage of your assets in precious metals, you would have alleviated some of your risk. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people uh, took a big hit it, 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 with the, uh, the aftermath of 2008, and uh, um, owning some precious metals might have mitigated some of that. Scott, certainly learned a lot in the short time that we had and appreciate the information. Thank you very much for having me. Scott Hunt with Jack Hunt Gold and Silver. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 